Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 42, Confessions of a Professional Organizer. Are you guys ready for this one? It'll be an interesting, interesting podcast episode. In this episode, I am going to tell you my story at the end of the podcast episode. I really appreciate and I love it when I tell one of my stories on my podcast episodes and it resonates with you guys. Thank you so much for laughing along with me on these crazy things that I share, these crazy anecdotes and stories that I share on this podcast. I love it when it resonates with you, when you can relate and I hear back from you. So super appreciate it. I do have the story today. It has to do with a crazy, crazy experience I had as a professional organizer. So if you're a professional organizer and you have a crazy story to share, I would love to have you on my podcast. So people, if they only knew what we encounter in this industry, I mean, crazy. We're asked to do all different kinds of things. So let's get started on this episode. Confessions of a Professional Organizer. I have five of them for you today. All right. Confession number one. What does certified really mean when it comes to being a professional organizer? Over the years, I've had clients that have called me or potential clients and they're like, are you certified? Are you, did you go to a a program? Did you go to college? Do you have a degree in this? Well, here is the actual truth of the matter. Are there companies that will certify professional organizers or there's a whole range of different things? Yes, they are. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of those different companies. I don't want to make any of them mad at me. A lot of them are really wonderful, have been around for many, many years. But here is the fact of the matter. When it comes to being a professional organizer, the truth is Anyone can call themselves a professional organizer. That is the truth. We do not have a governing body unless it's our local jurisdictions as far as running a business. There is no one out there policing us and making sure we're doing a good job. They're not even really making sure we're very good people. So as far as hiring a professional organizer, my best advice to you is to ask family and friends. There are so many professional organizers out there. In the past 10 years, it's, this industry has absolutely exploded. And so if you ask around in your social circles, ask at church, ask 
some of your friends, ask neighbors, ask family members. Chances are somebody has known someone who's hired a really great professional organizer. That's my best advice to you. A lot of times with a lot of these companies, again, not all of them, I don't have experience with all of them, but I do have experience with some, it's just a matter of a membership fee. That's how they quote unquote vouch for me as a professional organizer. I didn't super like it. It just wasn't my thing. I didn't feel like I should pay a company to vouch for me when nobody in the company really knew me. So now that I don't work in client homes anymore, I do mentor professional organizers. How I do it, I'm just a super picky person. I just really take my reputation very seriously, as I did when I was working in client homes. I don't allow just anyone to join my network of professional organizers. Honestly, I just go based on a gut feeling, how the person presents themselves, how they, how professional they seem, or how personable they are. And there isn't really a test out there for whether someone's a professional organizer or not. So I just go based on people that I like, that I would want to work with, and that I probably would trust to be in my own home. I do have professional organizers. My network's expanded a bit. Las Vegas, Nevada, St. George, Utah, and now Reno, Nevada. So if you are looking for a professional organizer in any of those locations, definitely reach out to me and I'll be happy to talk to you about who I have in your area. Now, if you're an aspiring professional organizer, I know there's a ton of information out there for you. I am super happy to do a coaching call with you. Again, I do have my network of professional organizers. And yes, there's a membership fee to be a part of uh, my network. It's not something I don't chase down organizers. I actually kind of like to keep it relatively small because I really like to get to know them. And I do a lot of one-on-one mentoring. The fact of the matter is, just like what I would tell potential clients is you need to interview the person. You need to ask for referrals and you need to check up on those referrals. A really good professional organizer who's hardworking, who's good at what they do and trustworthy is gonna have a lot of people singing their praises. They're going to have referrals. So before you bring someone into your home, check those references. Demand that you get those references and check them. And I do what I did in my business. I just have them readily available. I tell clients like, hey, someone may be calling you for a reference for me. Your clients are happy to do it for you if they are happy with your services. Now, again, back to being an aspiring professional organizer. For those of you out there that are aspiring, I'm happy to answer some questions via email. I have been getting a lot of calls lately. I would be happy to do a coaching call. My network to join my professional organizers is $249 a year. I will do a one-hour coaching call for $49. And then if you decide later on to join the network, I'll give you that credit when you join my network. So super, super appreciate the calls. But I just have to be honest, I get a lot of them. So again, if you have a question 
or would like more information, definitely shoot me an email. Super happy to, to answer. If you're a potential client, definitely give me a call or shoot me an email because I really want to make sure that you guys are well informed when either becoming a professional organizer or bringing someone in your home. You you should definitely have a connection and not just trust what someone puts on their website or on their business card unless you really, really are familiar with that organization. And that's all I'll say about that. Okay. Confession number two. Most professional organizers, and I'll probably go on a limb here and say close to all of us have some form of OCD. This morning, I was teaching a paperwork class online. And every time I teach one of my paperwork classes, I talk about hanging file folders. And so I always ask the same question, what does the color green mean to you? And the response is always money. That's what we associate the color green. So I go into, I tell them a little story about hanging file folders. I will only buy hanging file folders at Office Max slash Office Depot. I think it's the same company. I'm always confused. And the reason why is because when it comes to the color green, I hate those hanging file folders that are that drab, ugly army green color. Hate them. Hate them. I can spot those a mile away. Like at one point, um, I've worked on different clients and they had like a ton of those. And then I like to transfer them over to what Office Max, Office Depot, they have this really pretty like bright Kelly green color. That's the green that I like. And does it really matter in the long run? No. Am I being a little over picky about this? Yes. But it matters to me and I cannot stand it even more when they have, when clients have different shades of green. They have the army green and then the bright, pretty Kelly green. Cannot stand it. It bugs me. It is something that will creep into my mind at like 2.40 in the morning and wake me up. OCD, I know. We all have a little form of it. Now, let's talk about OCD if you're an aspiring professional organizer. You have to get over your tendencies before you go into client homes. Our clients pay us to implement organization systems into their home that make sense. Do they necessarily want to pay you hours upon hours of your rate to line up every can in their pantry, every item in their refrigerator, or make sure every shoe is tied in their closet or buckled? No, generally speaking, they don't. And if they do, you will know it. A lot of times they have an understanding for the amount of investment, how much time and money they're going to have to invest in having you put their home in that kind of condition. But generally speaking, the clients want things to be neat and tidy and organized. And yes, it is going to bother you and your little OCD tendencies when you leave and you it's two o'clock and your session is over, but you remember that like in the laundry room, 
not all of the the bottles had the labels facing out. It's going to bug you. But guess what? Your client is going to be okay. They're just going to be super happy that you did a lovely job organizing their laundry room. So you have to let go of some of those OCD tendencies that we all have. All right. Confession number three. A professional organizer, we generally assign you homework. What's homework? Okay, whether we're working with you or we're working independently in your home, we cannot make every decision for you. And if you're not readily available or we're in a project, say like paperwork, where you just have a lot of stuff to go through and we're trying to make the best of our of our session and not get bogged down in, do you need this? What about this one? Do you need this? Which takes a lot of time we're going to assign you some homework. And we're going to be super frustrated when we come back and you don't do your homework. We're going to be professional. We're going to have a smile on our face and we're going to be like, it's okay. It's all right. We'll, we'll handle it. But the fact of the matter is we're kind of frustrated inside because we have a plan to implement an organization system in your home and we need your help. We cannot make a decision on which sweaters go to the donate pile. We cannot make a decision on which bank statements you need to keep. You need to make those decisions for us. So do the homework that your professional organizer has assigned to you. Because if you don't, I'm here to confess, we're a little frustrated with you inside when you don't. Again, we'll still have that smile on our face and we'll tell you, not a big deal. And we're going to dive right back in, but we really are frustrated with you. All right. Confession number four. And this especially applies for very established professional organizers. But here's my confession. We are interviewing you as much as you are interviewing us. I'm going to give you a couple of examples of this. If I get a call from somebody and they're just kind of frantic and they're frustrated and everyone that they've hired that has come into their home has stolen from them, screwed them over, uh, not done a great job, that doesn't bode well for how they're going to look at me because I can't help but think like if everyone in your life has been terrible, what's the common denominator in that, right? I'm not going to put myself in that position, nor am I going to put my business's reputation in that situation. So yeah, maybe you haven't had a great experience with someone in our industry. We get that. That happens from time to time. But don't automatically tag us with it. We are all different. We work differently. We have different standards and practices because again, We are owner-operators. We're sole proprietors. We are our own bosses running our own businesses. There's no one governing us and how we do things. So when you're interviewing us, have an open mind. Invite us in. And again, it has to be a really good match because that's what I'm looking for if I'm going to spend my time going into someone's house as a professional organizer. Trust me and brag moment. If you're a good organizer, you're going to have more business than you know what to do with. 
if you are trustworthy, hardworking, you're honest, and you do a really, really good job, people are going to want to hire you over and over. They're going to refer you out to their friends. They're going to sing your praises. So I, my reward for being a really hardworking organizer is I get to be a little bit picky. Something I do say to all aspiring professional organizers is this. And again, this is during the interview process. This is why I really encourage everyone to do that phone call because you have to feel people out and then do an assessment. And an assessment is another, it's, a, it's just basically an opportunity for you to meet the client and for them to meet you in person because not only are you inviting someone into your home if you're a potential client, but as the organizer, and there are a lot of male organizers out there, but we kind of are a, a female-dominated industry. A lot of us are going away from our families and we're going into someone else's home. So safety is paramount. And in all of my years as a professional organizer, I have only encountered one situation that nothing happened except for my instinct told me, don't take this job. I don't know what, I don't know why. I have no idea why. It was a man and woman, unsure of their connection and relationship. But when I went to the home, there were children in the home and it just seemed like not really, I, they didn't quite understand what I did. So I don't know why I was there. But as I was asked, I always ask, can I get a tour of the home? Can I get a tour of the space? When I walked in the home, my instinct told me, keep your cell phone in your hand. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad I just followed my instinct because it's always better to be safe than to worry about being rude or seem unprofessional. But just immediately, I kind of knew I'm not taking this job. There's just something weird here. And so I was polite. And to be honest, and, you know, if my husband heard the story again, he would say, because he's in law enforcement, he would say, leave. That's when you leave. You don't go into the house. Yes, I would tell everyone that. But I went ahead and I had myself in my my hand and then I saw the kitchen and I said, go ahead and w- were the, was there another space? And they said, follow us. And so there was just something weird that happened. I walked down the stairs <clears throat> and the way the man came behind me, walking down the stairs, he didn't say anything, he didn't do anything, made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. And I said, oh my gosh, I didn't realize the time. And I turned around and I went right back up the stairs, stood by the front door, said, you know what? Let's touch base later. And I left. I don't know what it was. Um, I never saw like any like weird crimes or anything in that neighborhood. So I'm sure it was just me being a little paranoid, which generally... Speaking, I've served over 500 clients um, throughout my years as a professional organizer, not just me personally, but my team of professional organizers. And so we've been in a lot of situations in a lot of homes, and I never encountered anything like that. So there was just something about that home, about that experience, about that person, something inside that just said, "Mm, you don't need to be here. And so I'm very happy that I left. So again, Your safety is paramount. 
as is your safety when you're bringing someone into your home. So definitely, definitely have that conversation with the people on the phone. And then if you can, have someone else in your home while you're interviewing a professional organizer. And if you are a professional organizer and you don't have anyone that knows or that can go with you, make sure your family knows where you're at. Always, always give them the address and all the information for where you're going to be. And do like a check-in thing with your spouse or your family members or whatever. But again, we're interviewing you just as much as you are interviewing me. All right. Final confession. Confession number five of a professional organizer. Then I'll get into the juicy story. All right. We have the same struggles as you do. Granted, our struggles might be a little different, but here's the honest to goodness truth. We are just like you. There is nothing that I despise more than a professional organizer or quite honestly, anyone like, no, I don't have any struggles. My home is perfect. My life is perfect. My marriage is perfect. I have perfect children, perfect spouse, perfect bank account, perfect everything. Untrue. I think one of the reasons that my business grew and that I resonate so well with people is because I am honest. I don't even like that word perfection. I have had struggles as have every single organizer I have known. Yes, some of them are better at organizing a pantry. Some are better at organizing a closet. But every single professional organizer has struggles similar to you. If you have someone that comes into your home and they are judgy judges, where they are like making you feel bad, then that is not the right organizer for you. Find someone that can relate to you because that's when you have someone that's like your partner. They totally get it. So if it's someone that has kids, and I would do that a lot of times, I would walk into a home and I would see something that I've struggled in my own life with. And I'm like, hey, here's what I did with my kids. And it's worked really well. And they've implemented it. That's what all of these techniques that I teach you are all about. They're things that I have used myself and or have taught my clients to use. I like to keep things simple. I, I, I just like to, I don't like to get super overcomplicated. I don't like overcomplicated systems but I have the same struggles as you. And oftentimes with my professional organizers, when we do our meetup meetings and stuff, we joke about like, our job is going to organize people's homes. And then we come to our own homes and we like walk in, no one's cleaned the kitchen. There's 12 piles of laundry on the couch. We still have to make dinner. We still have bills to pay. And we still have all of the things that you have to do. So just so you know, we are just like you. We can relate to you more than you realize. Or at least I hope that you're working with a professional organizer that's willing to share that with you. So, all right, getting closer to that juicy story. It's just an interesting story. It's just one of those wacky stories. But first, I have a new sponsor. Yes, I do. So commercial time, bear with me, but this is a good one. During the pandemic, 
I, or during lockdown, I started ordering Home Chef again. I had been a Home Chef member in the past, and then we had a foreign exchange student, so our family grew from like a family of four to a family of five, so, and she also, she's from Italy, she liked to cook. So we had just kind of put that membership um, subscription box on the back burner, and then this year in 2020, I was like, when I couldn't find all the ingredients in grocery stores, I was like, I'm going to sign back up for Home Chef. Super happy that I did. So I have a special code for you. If you've never tried Home Chef, what's Home Chef? It's one of those boxes. You download the app. You get to choose what meals. They send you all the ingredients. Usually you have pretty much everything you need except for like sometimes oil or salt and pepper. But for the most part, everything comes in the box. And then you have the recipe card, you make this delicious recipe, and then it's like having a personal assistant go to the grocery store for you to do all your grocery shopping. Super, super happy with it. And so Home Chef is a sponsor, and you can get $35 off your first Home Chef box if you type in the code Janelle R 17 at checkout. It's J-A-N-E-L-R-17 at checkout. So give Home Chef a try. Let me know which favorite recipe. Oh, on recipes. The app has the recipes. So if there's something you guys super, super love, you can always go back and look it up and have the ingredients list. Go do your own shopping and make that recipe over and over and over. So Home Chef, type in Janelle R 17 at checkout. All right, now on to the story. Okay, so I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. I have been blessed to have the most awesome clientele, the most, the widest spectrum of clientele. I have business mentors over the year and they're like, you need to niche down, niche down on who your clients were. I was like, are you kidding? Like I have... I have military, I have law enforcement, I have school teachers, I have professional athletes, I have single parents, I have celebrities. There was no way I could just niche down on my on who I was to. I kind of liked that I didn't know who my next client was going to be when that phone rang. And so I have been blessed over the years to work with some pretty big names, some pretty big clients. If you ever want to know the names, you have to take me out for a margarita and then I'll tell you some of the names, but definitely names that you all know. And, um, and so super exciting when you get to work with a celebrity and you get to be in their home and they've trusted you and you're working. And I will say, we've, I might have a few of these uh, confessions of a professional organizer story, but this is one, this is like the top one, the one that I'm kind of known for in my circles. Um, some celebrities are amazing. Like they're the best clients ever. I mean, and, and it's funny, it's like the ones that are the most well-known have been the most wonderful. The ones that are, um, not as well known sometimes are um, kind of interesting to work with, like this one I'm going to tell you about. So I received a message and one day, and this was uh, probably about five years ago. And so it was a a well-known name. 
and I looked at my husband and I had already had um, some clientele um, of really high profile clients. And so I said, oh, I got an email from a so-and-so. I wonder if it's the so-and-so. And he was like, huh, I wonder if it is. That would be awesome. So I call and I say, by chance, do you happen to be so-and-so? And she said, I sure am. And I was like, my gosh, it's a pleasure. And so as happens, and this is kind of unusual because generally they don't give you your name. So when a celebrity hires you or a high profile client, you generally, we as like the the worker bees, like I tell people I fold rich people's underwear for a living. They don't tell me because I'm just the I'm just the hired help. They generally don't say whose home you're going to because there's security processes, there are NDA forms you have to fill out. There's all kinds of stuff that you have to go through in protocols. So they obviously just don't want to give out addresses of celebrities or professional athletes. But this so this was kind of unusual for her to use her real name. But I was like, all right, whatevs. But it was kind of cool because at least I knew who I was talking to. And so I'm like, wow, thank you so much for calling me. So we did a quick phone interview and she said that she has a condition that makes her very sensitive to scents and smells. And I was like, all right. And I'm always respectful of that kind of thing because we are hired to go into people's homes. So we encounter a lot of different things. And when you hire someone to come into your home, just like I would, I want them to be respectful of me and of my space and of my requests. So not a problem. This is par for the course. So she apparently was happy with me from our phone interview decided to do an in-person interview. And so she said, but again, I need you to not wear anything perfumey. I'm very, very sensitive because of my condition. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Not a problem at all. So obviously I want to dress, present, be presentable when I show up for the in-person interview. So I go and I meet her in her home and she's showing me around and we're discussing what the project needs. She also needed some personal assistant help too. So I told her what my plan would be, told her how I could help. She decided to hire me. And so I was like, awesome. So I went and I worked a couple of sessions with her. This is a client, just so you know, time frame that I worked with for about a year and a half. Not every week, like there would be a month or two that would be in between uh, sessions. So it wasn't like I worked with her all the time, but it was like over the span of about 18 months. So after a couple of sessions of working with her one-on-one, again, she, you know, wanted to make sure she could trust me. She said, hey, um, I don't want to embarrass you, but um, you have a scent about you. And it's not an unpleasant scent, but I, I can smell something. And I, I've smelt it the past couple of sessions that we've had, and, and it really flared up my condition. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was a little mortified. I was like, I am so sorry. I know you said do not wear anything heavy perfumes. I didn't wear perfume or, you know, I didn't do anything like that. And she's like, maybe it's your body lotion. And she's like, what kind of body lotion are you wearing? And I was like, um, Jergens, like their their normal scent. And it's like almond scented. I'm like over explaining because I'm super nervous and embarrassed. And she's like, yeah, don't wear it again. And I was like, okay, oh, all right. And she's like, you should probably um, wear unscented lotion. Because I was like, well, I have to wear lotion. It's I live in the desert. 
And so she's like, try an unscented lotion. And she's giving me suggestions and like showing me brands that she uses. And I was like, you know, polite. And I was like, okay, I'll be happy to try that. And, um, and I think I had like a bottle of unscented lotion in my, in my cabinet. So I was like, I'm not going to super worry about it. So she booked me for another session again, you know, there's always like a few weeks, sometimes a month or two in between. So I go for another few sessions and things seem to be going along and she's not the easiest client to work with, but you know what? I I felt like we were making some progress. And so we have another few sessions and then she says, Hey, um, I still smell something on you. And I was kind of taken aback. And I was like, no, I've been very conscientious. I definitely don't wear perfume. And I have this brand of unscented lotion in my cabinet. And so she's like, well, what kind is it? So I like pulled it up, Googled it, showed her on my phone. She's like, no, it's not that I'm familiar with that brand. It must be your laundry detergent or fabric softener. And I'm like, "Um, okay. And she said, I need you to start using unscented uh, laundry detergent, no fabric softener. And I'm like, um, all right. And so I'm like, what the, what the, I have to wash my clothes. And I'm just like, uh, what am I going to do? Okay, whatever. So I'll be honest, <laughs> instead of just running out and buying a big bottle of unscented fabrics, I mean, a uh, uh, laundry detergent, I was like, you know what I'll do? <laughs> You know how like you'll wear like a set of clothes, like a pair of jeans and you wear it the first day, the, the fabric softener, the laundry scent kind of fades after you wear it for one day. I was like, that's what I'll do. And then it'll kind of like fade it and then I'll wear it back. So again, I was continuing to work with her. We we're making progress and I thought like, ha ha, she hasn't said anything. Um, and then a little ways down the road, she's like, Janelle, she's a little bit more like, uh, blunt with me. She's like, I still smell something on you. And by this point, I'm like, um, is it you? Please just be honest with me. Do I smell bad? Because I never in my life have had anyone say anything like this to me ever before. So I'm starting to get like a complex. I'm starting to get paranoid. I'm like, I like brushing my teeth before I go because I'm like, maybe she's just being very nice. And I'm just like a stinky person, but I'm really not a stinky person because I'm a very, I'll be honest, I am a very scenty kind of person. I like scented lotions. I'm not like crazy scenty, but I like to wear perfume. I like like downy fabric softener. I like how it smells. I like gain. I like tide. But I, but I honest to goodness, out of respect for my client, was trying to not be so scenty when I would go to her house. So I was like, maybe no one has ever told me I'm just a stinky, gross person. Like I'm one of those people that has like an unpleasant smell. And for my entire life, no one has had the guts to tell me until I've met this person. And this is just her way of telling me. And so I start getting a complex and I start asking like friends (laughs) and my husband and my children, like, be honest with me. Do I stink? Like, no, I, you won't even hurt my feelings. Just tell me, do I stink? And they're like, no, you're crazy. And I'm like, well, I have this client and she's always commenting on how I smell. She doesn't say it's unpleasant, but she's always commenting on it. And I'm, I'm kind of paranoid. And so I was like, all right. So she's like, okay. I'm like, I'm kind of at a loss. I don't wear perfume. I'm very careful with my body lotion. 
I didn't think my clothes had any sense. So I, I don't really know what to do. You know, I, this is my response to her. And so she's like, well, let's investigate what kind of laundry detergent. She takes me in her laundry room, shows me what kind of laundry detergent she wears or she uses. So I'm like, all right, seventh generation or whatever it was. I was like, all right, nope. She makes me like take a photo of it with my phone or whatever. And then she's like, let's take it a step further. I want you to go to Target. I want you to purchase an outfit that you will only wear to my house. And I'm like, all right. Okay. And so I do it. I just, I'm done. I was like, I'm tired of having my scent be brought up every time I go to organize this lady's home. So I go to Target. I purchased just like an ugly, bland couple of shirts and a pair of leggings. I actually come home. I clear out one of the drawers in my dresser and I designate that for my outfit for this one specific client. And then part of me is like, what am I doing? Is this really worth it? And so I was like, whatever, I'll just do it. Well, she goes away to film a movie. So she is going to be out of town for a while to film a movie. The same time she decides to move and it's summertime. It's summertime in Vegas. So I'm like, okay, relief. At least she's not going to be there. Because she, by this time, we've been working together close to, or like well over a year. This is probably getting towards like the end of our working relationship. So she has me do all of this stuff. Like it's like July in Vegas and everything is like in the garage or moving stuff or between these two houses and doing all of these things for her. So I comply and I do it, but I'm kind of happy because she's not there and I don't have to hear about my weird scent. And so I get her all moved and she seems happy. So she comes back from filming her movie and she goes to her new home and she says, okay, I need you to come over. We need to book some sessions for you to come over and move me into my home. I'm like, bingo, I'll be there. And so by this point, I don't want to hear anything about my scent. So... When I work with her, I make it, I make a note in my calendar not to book any other clients or anything where I have to go see another human being. I try to book her in the morning so that I don't shower because I'm paranoid of having any scent on my body. I do change my underwear though. I wear her clothes, open the little drawer specific for her clothes, wear the ugly shirt and leggings. Um, And I'm even paranoid to put on makeup because I'm like, maybe my makeup is very scenty. And so I go over there and I just, I look like crap, but I'm like, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to comply and keep my client happy. So I go over and this is the first time that I've seen her in a while. And she introduces me to her holistic healer. And I'm not making fun of this or anything, but this is just reality. This is what I encountered. And I know this person is someone that helps her with her health conditions. And so I'm greeted by the holistic healer. And I'll be honest, fully, I will be honest. I'm a little grumpy. I'm just a little grumpy because I'm like, I haven't showered. I, I don't like showing up as a professional organizer, someone who's supposed to have it together and look like that <clears throat> at someone's house. It's just not me. But I'm doing it to keep my client happy that I've been working with for quite some time. And when I arrived at her house, it's not only the holistic healer that's there. She has like three or four men like putting together furniture, like handymen that are all around. And so I'm introduced to the holistic healer. And so I get my 
duties assigned and I'm going around her home and organizing, putting things together, unpacking, setting up her home. Well, I'm going up and down the stairs. And at one point, I see them like over in the corner and I'm, I only have about an hour, hour and a half left of this session. And they're whispering. And I just know they're whispering about me. I've done something. So sure enough, I have the holistic healer that says, Janelle, um, can I speak to you in the kitchen? And I know it's coming. And I freely, freely admit, because that little voice in my head's like, why are you putting up with this? It's getting louder and louder. And I am a super, super nice person until I'm not a nice person. And then I'm like, I have no problem pushing back with somebody. I do not, I'm not going to get bullied. And so I'm kind of reaching to that point and I'm like, no, I'm not going to put up with this BS anymore. So I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, sure. And so I go meet the holistic healer in the kitchen and she's like, Janelle, let me tell you something. Let me tell you about our client's condition. And I'm like, yeah, I know. She's told me about it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What do you need from me? I'm trying to finish up. And so she's like, well, you have a very peachy scent. And I'm like, a what? And she's like, you have a scent. It's not unpleasant. It's very perfumey. It's very peachy. And I'm like, I'm not having this conversation with you anymore. I'm pissed. I'm done. I am done. I haven't showered. I look disgusting. I feel disgusting. The only thing clean on me is the underwear I put on that morning. I'm done. There's no way I have something scenty or perfumey on me. So I just say, I'm going to go finish. I'm almost done with this session. So she's sort of taken aback because I'm sure not very many people talk back to her like that. So I go back upstairs and I finish and I'm kind of fuming. I'm kind of fuming and I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I think I might be getting close to being done with this client. So again, I'm running up and down the stairs. I go back downstairs, men that I don't know are standing, putting furniture together. My client is sitting on the stairs and my client says, Janelle, come here in front of these men. And so I like, yes. And she said, we've talked about your scent before. And I'm like, no, no, no. Let's stop it right here. This has been over a year of talking and putting me in a very uncomfortable situation. I'm saying this to her. I'm done. I'm frustrated. I'm like, I have bought the clothes you've told me to buy. I use the deodorant you want me to use. I use the laundry detergent you want me to use. I don't shower because I'm afraid of getting any scent on my body. I don't wear makeup. I don't do my hair. I do nothing. I have complied with everything you have told me. And she says to me, Janelle, you need to take care of your hygiene. And I, it was like she blew me back. And these men are kind of like snickering and I'm just sitting there and I'm like furious because I'm like, take care of my hygiene. I have taken care of my hygiene and it's too scenty and perfumey for you, for you. She reaches, grabs my shirt and pulls me and starts smelling me in front of all of these people. And I'm mortified and I don't know what to do. So I pull back. I run back upstairs and I get on my phone and I start texting my husband because I don't know what to do. And he's, and I was like, hey, 
something weird's going on here. And he's like, you know, he he's he likes this client. He likes that I'm working for this client. He thinks she's a little kooky. He thinks the stories are funny. He's like, you're going to be fine. Just finish out. How much longer do you have? I'm like 30 minutes. He's like, call me when you're done. But I'm building this fury inside of me because I'm like, what the heck? So I finish up. I say, goodbye. I'll see you tomorrow. Get in my car. And I just burst into tears. And I call my husband and I tell him the story and he's just kind of like, what a kook. But the part he didn't like was that she put her hands on me and forced herself on me, like literally nuzzling her face into basically my armpit and my breasts to smell me in front of a big group of people that I didn't know. So again, my husband being a police detective was like, no, 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 you are done. No one has the right to force themselves on you physically, to touch your body, to force themselves on you. That is not okay. You are done. And I don't know why I needed his permission. I should have been done way before then. But I was like, so relieved because she just took it to this crazy level. And again, I was being sensitive and compassionate about her condition. I was never questioning her condition. But just the fact that I jumped through every single hoop and she was mortified. I sure enough went home. My husband said, text her right now and end the working relationship. You will not go over there any longer. And so I do what I normally do. I like wrote this novel and he's like, what the hell are you doing? You just simply say, I am, I am ending our working relationship effective immediately. And so I deleted, put that, sent it to her and she was mortified. And so she called me and was like, I just couldn't answer her phone or call forever. And so finally, about three months later, she called me. She called me for probably about six to nine months uh, maybe even longer for that because she was kind of questioned, like, what had she done? Why would I quit? Why would anybody quit on her? Don't we know who she is? And so um, she called me and I said, I have to be honest with you. My husband is a police detective. And the fact that you forced yourself on me to smell me by grabbing my shirt, it pushed him over the line. It pushed me over the line. You're not, you can't do that to people. And she was pretty mortified because she knew she had done it. She knew she was in the wrong. And so funny enough, she did. She would send me, she was pretty mortified. And I think she was always afraid that like, you know, I don't know, the story would hit the tabloids or something. But the fact of the matter is that even if you are working in someone's home or someone's in your home, don't ever let it get to that point where it's super crazy. Why did I do that? I don't know. But that is definitely one of those stories that I encountered, one of many, but that's probably the craziest one where I became super paranoid about like my very perfumey scent. So (laughs) again, I appreciate you guys listening to the One Organized Mama podcast. Thank you for listening about my confessions of being a professional organizer. And again, if you guys have any questions about becoming a professional organizer or hiring one, definitely shoot me an email. I'm super happy to answer. So until next time, have a great week.